Welcome to episode 58 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we are unpacking what it means to live our truth. Now, we know we do this in every podcast conversation, but after recording for over a year and committing to our personal development through reading and finishing our books together, we think we kind of sort of know what it means to live our truth now. So in today's conversation, Carly and I want to share what we've learned in hopes that it helps you live your truth too. And before we get started, we have a huge announcement. So please listen up, ladies. Because this truth talk is so important to us, we are inviting you to come join us for a three-day challenge that deep dives into what it means to say yes to who you are and explore concepts that bring you closer to your truest you. We call this the Yes to Who I Am Challenge, and it starts this coming Monday. That's only in a few days. It's a completely free experience that includes daily truth activities like a workbook, a private podcast conversation, and a guided meditation. And we send you daily emails introducing the theme and reminding you to do the work and live your truth. To learn more about the Yes to Who I Am Challenge that starts in only a few days and say yes to and say yes to this journey, click the link in today's show notes, visit our website, or if you're on our newsletter, check your email for the sign up link. And if you're kind of sorta on the fence, today's podcast conversation is the foundation for the challenge, giving you a sneak peek into what you will experience when you say yes. Okay, ladies, let's get this Truth Talk episode started. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. All right, here we are talking some truth on the Truth and Dare podcast. And before we kick this off, we're going to do our slug in the honey because, Allie, it's been a while since we've done our slug in the honey, and I kind of miss it. Oh, my God. I miss it so much. We did all of those guest interviews back to back to back. And, you know, for you ladies that are listening, some of our guests, like when we write them and tell them we do slug in the honey in the beginning of the episode, we get like a huh. So it's it's kind of easier to just not do the slug in the honey when we have guests on. So I'm really happy to be talking about our slugs. Me too. I actually had one of my friends text me the other day that was listening and she's like, I miss your slug in the honey. So this is exciting. So I'm going to kick it off. So my slug is I just moved, and um, for anyone who has moved, which is basically everyone, you know how it is. There's just shit everywhere. Most of the stuff has gotten unpacked and put together because we got a bunch of stuff from Ikea, which is a whole other story. But, um, you know, there's still just things that need to be hung and stuff everywhere. And my husband fractured his arm. That could be another slug. And he's like hanging up all this stuff. And I just feel like he's ready to kill me. And um, I'm just trying to be really nice and sweet. But, you know, relationships. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. So what about you? What's going on in sailboat slug world? 
All right. My slug in the honey is that my sister is coming to visit. So Carly, you know the drill. Like we've been on the boat for six weeks or so, or actually you guys have been gone for a while now, but we've been away from a marina and just cruising a lot. And so the boat is in need of some desperate love, some desperate TLC. So the next few days, we just have a lot of hard labor of like scrubbing and cleaning and laundry and, um, yeah, just getting the boat ready to host guests. So my slug and the honey is I'm just going to have to work really hard the next few days, like physically sweating my ass off. <laughs> and like breathing in all of the crazy toxic fumes that come along with like deep cleaning a boat. Yes, those two. I'm really excited for all oh, of it. Oh God, I can envision it. I can right. totally envision it. You know exactly what's happening. So should we dive into the truth episode? I think we should. And to kick this off, we want to give you guys just a little bit of the history of Truth and Dare because believe it or not, it's actually been over a year since we decided to start podcasting. So that's pretty crazy. Um, You know, we came together just as two women, two friends who really felt like we were missing this void um, for ourselves, for other women in our lives, and for connecting with other women. And we realized through our friendships, through our workplace environments, through social media, and just through living life that so many women were hiding in the shadows and they were scared to pave the way and start a new path. And they were drowning in surface connections and they were searching for a greater meaning, even if they didn't know it yet. It seems like as women, as the collective, we always have that thirst for more. And Allie and I really felt this call. And I think it's because we felt it so deeply in ourselves that, um, you know, we wanted to come through with it. So that's kind of how the podcast kicked off. And when we, as the podcast got going, we realized that maybe there was even more that people needed. Maybe like it wasn't, we weren't just getting enough from the mic. Like maybe we needed to dig a little bit deeper And that's when um, the book club got brought to life. And um, so there was kind of like two creations, like part, first we created Truth and Dare um, podcast, and then we created the Truth and Dare book club. But funny enough, if we think back to, I'm thinking back to when we really started the beginning of it, um, the podcast section, and we were trying to like scramble for names, Allie. And... um, I remember one of the ideas was the mm-hmm. Pussy Posse, which I still actually think is an amazing <laughs> name. I totally agree. I mean, I think at the time we were originally thinking it was going to be like a very like political feminist podcast. And I think that would really suit you. Like if you were having a <laughs> podcast on your own in that in that on like on that topic, the Pussy Posse would just fit so well. But, you know, for what we were doing, it just like wasn't meshing with us. And I believe it was Mike, your husband, who gave us the truth and dare idea. And at the time, you know, we really had no idea. Like we just liked it, like truth and dare. You know, it's such a something that resonates so deeply from being a child. And um, 
the interesting part is that we had no idea how impactful and meaningful these words would become both in our personal lives and within our friendship and within our business. Like they really morphed and took on this whole new meaning. And, you know, since the inception of Truth and Dare, both of us have just like climbed or should I say like fallen into the rabbit hole of what it means to live our truth. And, you know, We don't have any like definitive answers to offer you ladies, but we do have central themes that continue to show up over and over again through our conversations, through the books that we're need, that we're reading. And we kind of feel like they're like these gentle nudges or spirit calls that are pushing us in the right direction to help us live our truth. So today we're going to explore three of those themes with you and how they're supporting us. Um, these themes are learning how to lighten up which essentially means de-stressing from daily anxieties and embracing playtime as a necessary tool for our health and vitality. Uh, The second one is learning how to love ourselves exactly the way we are because our bodies are the vessels that carry our spirits. And guess what? You only get one. No returns, no exchanges, the one body that you're in right now. And the third theme is learning how to align our energy with our true desires before we take action. This is called the practice of manifestation. So let's dive into the first topic. Lighten up, Carl. Take yeah. it away. Ooh, I'm getting really excited. Okay. So the whole concept behind lightening up is asking yourself this question. When is the last time you played? When is the last time you did something for pure enjoyment and not for the benefit of achieving anything? I want you to think about that for a second because as women, as mothers, as partners, we have this tendency to let our needs be pushed to the side um, and we like to care for everybody before we take care of ourselves. We're nurturers, we're creators, and that's what we do. So this isn't new news, right? Everybody knows that. This is sort of like the staple of being a woman in a lot of ways. But the problem is, is that this um, nature is causing us to live in states of alarming stress and anxiety to the point where we are crippled. And it might not seem like that big of a deal to be stressed, right? Because everybody's stressed. (laughs) I mean, if you go to work, if you're in your office, if you're talking to your mom or your sister or your girlfriends, it seems like it's normal to be stressed. It's normal to have high anxiety. It's actually quite glorified in the culture that we live and work in now to the point where if you're not hustling or on the grind, and like I've really just started to hate those terms, I have to say as a disclaimer, because I think they paint a really unhealthy picture of like what um, achievement is supposed to look like. But if you're not reaching that state of hustle, 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 you're considered to be lazy or you're considered to be slow. And so being in this state of constant stress is extremely glorified. But the problem is, is that our cortisol levels are spiking through the roof. And cortisol is our body's um, response to stress. And the more cortisol you have in your body, the higher inflammation you have in your body, which leads to just about every single major health problem you could ever experience. So there is a direct result in your body to the amount of stress that you are experiencing in your day-to-day life. It's not just mental, it's also physical. And um, listen, it's, it's serious stuff. Like we 
need to be healthy so that we can be the best versions of ourselves. And so in order to do that, we have to change the game around stress. It's imperative. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do it by playing. And it just makes me smile. Like even when I just say playtime, it makes me so happy. So to understand this pillar of truth, we want to break it down. And so the best way we know how to do that is to just like rip our hearts out of our chest and be as vulnerable as we can with with you guys. (laughs) It's so normal, right? (laughs) So normal. So I'm going to start by asking you, Allie, now that I've been on my stress rant, um, when you hear the word playtime, what comes up for you? You know, I think if you would have asked me that question pre-sailing, I would have been really confused by it. Like I might've given you the quintessential answer of like, I guess it means going for a walk or going to a yoga class. And while I do think those are forms of play, I think they're also like, they have ulterior motives, right? Like I go to yoga because I want to stay in shape. Um, or I go to yoga to clear my mind, you know, or I go for a walk because I'm so stressed at my fucking computer that I need to get away from it. And so I don't really know if I would consider those play anymore. Now that we're on the boat, you know, I would say, you know, you were here like snorkeling is such a big thing we do. Like Myers and I just did so much snorkeling the last few weeks. And like, I would consider that playtime, you know, like it's pure enjoyment, it's relaxation, it's completely disconnecting from everything else around you. Um, Also, like, you know, I like coloring and I'm learning how to play the ukulele. And so I think these are like new forms of play that I'm learning to indulge in. And um, they're so beneficial. But, you know, I think if you would ask me pre-sailing, I feel like I would have felt like a, like aggressive towards it or not aggressive. What's sort of well, it's almost like? like something you, I, well, I don't know what you're going to say, but I, like unnecessary, yeah. like unnecessary, like in it, like unimportant, like not valid. Like why would you waste your time doing those kind of things? You know, like I think I would have felt like that, like that attitude would have washed over me, even if I would have answered differently. So I think I've developed a new concept of play in the last few months. That's so, I mean, how could you not? Yeah, I mean, the the boat doesn't really like, you know, it's pretty boring here. Like there's not much, many distractions. So like you need to fill your time. You have to play. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But what about you, Carl? Like what does that word yeah. and the action of play like bring up for you? Well, when I say it, I get happy. So I that's the feeling that comes up. Like it definitely brings up joy and happiness and it makes me smile. Um, and when I think about practicing playtime, I agree with you. Like when you're back in the real world, which I now am, it is hard to think about the ways that you play. But something that comes to mind for me that I love to do that actually does relax me and bring me a lot of happiness is cooking. Um, and I know like a lot of my friends enjoy cooking. And I think that we should own that as women. Like I know one of our girlfriends, um, loves to cook. And she was saying how her husband was like, well, that's not a hobby because you do it every day. And like, I don't think that that's fair. I think that we can have things that are playtime to us that maybe don't seem like that fun to other people. Like I know cooking like really stresses out my husband. He hates it. So, but for me, it brings me a lot of joy. So I, I would say that, 
Um, I also really like to write and um, to spend time outside. I love to go swimming. I love to be on the water. I love to be at the beach. And I just like love to be in nature. And I think that anytime I'm in nature, I feel that just like that true sense of joy in my heart. Like that's where I feel just the most connected and, and the most happy. So um, I think that's what I think about when I think about play. But I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to ask. I love the note on mm-hmm. cooking, like how many people would deem it like not playtime because you have to eat to live. And so it's a necessary thing. But I totally agree. Like, I mean, cooking on Alfie is a different story. But when you're cooking in a really nice kitchen with all your nice appliances and unlimited power, like cooking is so relaxing and it's so experimental. And like you can look up a brand new recipe and bring to life a brand new dish that you never created before. And like, that's fun. Exactly. And so when you guys are listening and you're thinking about playtime, you don't have to be able to go snorkeling in the middle of the Caribbean. I mean, that is serious fun, but you can think about what the little things in your life that spark that little bit of joy inside of you. And don't let people tell you that it's not your playtime just because it doesn't jive with them. But on that note, Allie, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, do you do you feel like cuz I know that you are a doer and a go-getter and I just wondered like since moving on the boat or just in general in life, do you still face resistance when it comes to play like you did before Alfie and like kind of where you're at with that struggle? Absolutely. Like if it wasn't for Myers telling me we are going to go snorkel and like pre-researching the snorkel spots and getting all of our gear out. And so basically all I have to do is slip on my wetsuit and put on my fins and mask. Like I don't think I would be the instigator of the playtime, you know, and um, the other day like we met a nice couple that invited us to go hiking. And I was saying to Myers, like, I, why, why are we not initiating our own hikes? You know, like, and I think it's because I, like you said, I'm such a doer and, or, you know, Myers calls me a busy bee. Like I always feel like I need to be doing something, um, at all times and like play definitely at first glance or like in the first feeling that comes to me is like, that's frivolous. Like I have other things I could be doing. And it definitely, that's like the thinking mind taking over. It's like the brain is taking over the heart, you know, when in my heart, I know I want to play. So I'm still struggling with it. And I'm sure so many of you listening feel the same Mm way. What about you? What comes up? I mean, you're just entering back into the real world. Um, but I mean, I know you, I feel like you have a softer side. Yeah. I'm Ali. We both know as we've learned that we are the exact opposite human, but (laughs) we are completely different, but, um, tahini and hot sauce. Yeah. So (laughs) for me, um, I, I could just go into my own world at all times. Like I am the sloth. Like I enjoy all of those things that, light me up and but you know I still I I consider myself to be an efficient sloth at the same time like I kind of teeter in between like the tunnel vision of like productivity and then the slowest and slothiest human that's ever existed so um I I do struggle with it at times. I do, of course, feel like I could always be doing more. I feel like I'm behind in 
kicking off, you know, my business. I feel like I'm behind in getting started with, you know, some projects I want to do. Like I, of course I struggle with it. It's something that I feel like is always in the back of my mind that I want to like beat myself up over. And I'm pretty sick of that, like constant conversation. So I'd like to change that. It's the most annoying, frustrating conversation. Like, get out yeah, of our like, heads. God, don't you see Peace. I'm working here? I'm living my truth. Okay, let's keep going, though. This- <laughs> done. Let's keep going. So the second – So the- – Take it away, Allie. All right, I'll go for it. Okay. <laughs> the second theme is hug yourself. We love this one. So we want to ask you this question, ladies. Um, what was the last thing you said – or the last thought you had about your body. And we ask that you be really honest with yourself here. I mean, myself included, I stare in the mirror almost every morning and I check my stomach out and I like check my face out. And I mean, I'm getting a lot better at not spewing hateful, negative, judgmental thoughts but there are days that it happens. And you know, as women, we have a dangerous tendency to fall into three traps. So it starts with comparison. We have the desire for our body to look like someone else or something else and live up to a specific standard that we've been conditioned to believe is the, you know, the beautiful portray uh, portrayal of a body, right? Um, so from that comparison, if we don't own up to it, then we spiral into negative self-talk where we beat ourselves up for not portraying that image that we have on this pedestal. And then we end up with, we end up feeling guilty and we have shame then around the entire experience. Like, why am I beating myself up? Why am I talking to myself like that? And then the whole cycle repeats. And I mean, I don't mean, I don't know how many times it's, has happened to me thousands of times and how many times I've witnessed it happen to friends and my mom and my sisters thousands of times. And you know, the lesson here is that living your truth is breaking this cycle at any point in the journey. So you could be at any point in this negative self-taught comparison journey. And if you can have the awareness to understand that you are engaging in it and forgive yourself in that moment, then that is living your truth, right? Like we're not saying that you're going to stop doing any of these things because we believe it's so deeply embedded into women. But if you can just have that little bit of awareness, like, oh shit, I'm doing that thing again where I'm not hugging my body and allow yourself to just like wipe it away with your breath and some positive thoughts, like that is a total game changer. Um, And, you know, as you do that and as you begin to love your body and hug yourself, you can share it with your fellow sisters and they're going to also just notice it in you that you are not engaging in that kind of behavior and conversation. So, I mean, like we did before, like let's unpack it in our own lives, Carl. Um, You know, what body image holes have you fallen into in the past? Or maybe you are right now. Holy man. Well, the Big question. (laughs) The first thing would be just, you know, having struggled with acne for like 10 years on and off, I've definitely fallen into some dark holes over my skin and not feeling like I'm good enough because I have acne, feeling like I'm unworthy of 
like anything. It just makes you feel so small. Like who am I to tout health or this or that if I have acne on my face? So really like really dark and damaging thoughts, um, you know, over the years that I can remember having like when my skin would be at its worst. Um, so that's like a really black hole that I've fallen into. But then also like I I know over the years too that I've like led myself to believe that I'm need to be skinnier all the time. Like, of course, Ali says that I have body dysmorphia and it's only you do. <laughs> We're working on it's, it. It's, I, I know. And it's only really like in the past year that I've realized like, holy hell, like I do have, I do see myself in this like morphed image of reality of like what my body actually looks like and I've so I've totally fallen down that hole of feeling like I'm I need to be thinner comparing myself to my friends who are thinner than I am feeling big too big and I'm not even big it's like crazy. It's crazy the tricks your mind can play on you. So if I have to think about those would be the two right off the bat that I probably like the biggest holes that I've fallen into. Um, what about you? What do you think your like biggest black holes are over the years? Definitely acne. I mean, like you starting from middle school up until pretty recently, um, it was something that I faced and I was like, how come other people get to have clear skin? And why do I have to go to the dermatologist? And why do I have to be on all these medications? And, you know, how come she doesn't have to do that? And why do I have to put on all this makeup, but it's still not working? You know, there was so many of those conversations and moments through, you know, teenage years up until now where I've just felt like it was really unfair. And um, like you said, really dark and damaging thoughts, just staring at yourself into the abyss of the mirror. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, And then, you know, going back to like physical body, like, you know, how you're shaped. I have like a very squished body. Like I'm, I'm really compact, but like very, you know, like muscly. And it's just my body shape. And for so many years, I was so envious of the girls that had thinner legs and had the fucking thigh gap and like, you know, had longer torso. So their stomachs looked flatter. And so for so many years, it was like, how can I lose five more pounds? So maybe I'll have a thigh gap. Like, and that's just not how my body is shaped. Like there's just, it's, I'll never have a thigh gap. It doesn't matter how many pounds I lose. It's not the shape of my body. And so uh, those were some big holes. Like my whole life, I was wondering why my legs were bigger than other girls, even though I was so small and why my torso was so small and like it never got skinny as other girls. So yeah, just like convoluted thoughts like that. And just like you said, always trying to lose weight so I could get to this, this image that portrayed a beautiful woman. Yeah, and I'm sure so many of our listeners are nodding along in agreement with that. And um, was there anything you did during those times or like maybe as you've grown and evolved like through your yoga and through this podcast that um, have helped you heal any body image issues? I think it was definitely entering the yoga community and it was twofold. One, I started to really understand what a healthy like diet was 
you know, comprised of coming out of college and like lots of Taco Bell runs and like weird processed packaged food that was cheap. So you ate it. Um, I don't really think I understood what healthy eating was. And I wasn't really shown that in my childhood either. And going into the yoga community and learning a lot about food just from people like that surrounded me. And also, you know, you know, when you go to a yoga class, like you can't have just eaten a bean burrito, like you're going to feel like crap and be farting the whole class. <laughs> like you have to, you know, to, to practice five days a week, you want your body in a certain, um, in a certain like place when you walk in the door. And then when you leave, you know, you're in that like yoga high. So you don't go home and eat a burger either. So I think yoga taught me a new way of eating. And then at the same time, yoga taught me that there's so many different body styles out there. Like you and I and our girlfriends all have very similar bodies. You know, we are all very blessed to uh, be really in shape and have great genetics. And, you know, I hadn't really seen much of other body types and other body types that were like being physically active and cared about themselves, um, but they just didn't have the same genetics as I had, you know? And so, Walking into a yoga studio of 40, 50 people of all shapes and sizes and ages uh, started to make me appreciate my body for what it could do and like really value everyone else's body too. So I think, you know, that was definitely the doorway into viewing my body in an entirely different uh, way. It was definitely through the yoga community. Um, what about you, Carl? Like, how did that whole process or transformation, different way of thinking start? Uh, for me, I think it just happened sort of as I w- welcomed spirituality into my life. And the more that I came to understand what my relationship was with the universe and what I was exploring in terms of what I believed in and what the spiritual path was going to lean me on the more I came to love my body. And that's even in the hard times. Like the like when I think back to really bad times with my skin, for example, like I, as I would get older, I would turn to my spiritual practice to help me heal. So like for me, that means like a lot of meditation and a lot of journaling and like a lot of listening to teachers and people speak on topics that resonate with healing to me because what I've learned through my spiritual journey is that healing is so much bigger than what the issue is what you think the issue is, right? Like, of course, I would think that the issue is my skin, but really, like, what is the wound deep down that needs to be healed? And then everything else sort of seems to fall into place. So for me, I would say understanding um, spirituality in a new way and opening myself up to those practices has had a profound um, impact on the way I see my body and just what I turn to when I feel like I'm facing one of those challenging times, because like, I, of course we still face them. And, um, you know, on that note today, I feel like my body is incredible, even with its issues, even with its ups and downs. Like I'm so in love with, with everything that it does. I think it's miraculous and wonderful. And, I still have problems like, you know, I still have those moments where I look at a picture of another 
girl or one of my friends and I'm like, oh my God, I like, I don't look like that. You know, I still have those thoughts of comparison and lack, but I do think I'm at the point where the positive outweighs the negative and that is a good feeling. And I think it's just a lot of that is age and a lot of that is coming home to yourself. And a lot of that is learning to listen to your intuition. And, um, it's just, there's so many layers there, but I do feel like I'm in a a pretty good place with it. And I want to know how, like, where are you at today with your body? I mirror so much of what you just said. Um, you know, now I see my body as this amazing vessel that I have the privilege of living in through this lifetime and that I have the privilege of taking care of and, um, you know, like being in a relationship with it and not fighting it anymore. And, um, you know, I see food as fuel. Yes. I mean, I love to eat. I know you love to eat. Um, but it's definitely, it's energy, it's fuel. And I mean, when I look in the mirror now, it's just wildly different than it was five years ago. I mean, five years ago, it was like a pity party. It was like a boxing match. And now it's a lot of love. And when the thoughts do come in, you know, I feel like I, I've built that awareness practice that we were talking about earlier in this section of hugging yourself that I'm able to like immediately recognize it and let it go and then come back to a positive thought. And, you know, I know we have so many girlfriends that still wrestle with this and still compare themselves and still can only talk about another woman's body as the only topic of conversation. And, you know, if that's where you're at right now, ladies, this is the message for you. And this challenge, the yes to who I am challenge is also for you. You know, like this, this message is so important when it comes to women living their truth. Like I can't, Carly and I can't express enough how important hugging and loving your body truly is, you know, because mm-hmm. I just, I don't think you can keep going on the live your truth train if you're, if you're not in that place of love and, you know, respect with your body. I just don't think it's possible. I completely and totally agree with you, Ali, per usual. Um, But let's keep going. We have Mm -hmm. one pillar left and this one is incredibly important. I mean, they're all important, but this one is, this one's near and dear to my heart. So the last element that we would like to explore today is about manifesting, manifesting your dreams manifesting the life that you know that you are meant to be living. And we want to introduce this truth pillar with a simple question. How do you feel today? Do you feel like your actions are aligned with your desires? Do you feel like you are moving closer to your dreams? What is your attitude like? Are you happy? Are you dark? Where are you at? Because the thing is, regardless, regardless of it, if it's a good day or a bad day, if you're in between where your attention goes, energy flows. I know we've all heard that quote a million bajillion times, but the crazy thing is that it's actually true. And this is the foundation for manifestation. This truth, this pillar of truth is about getting into energetic alignment 
with what you truly want in your life and then taking action. Okay, so let me repeat that. It's about getting into alignment first with what you want and then taking action. So you might be thinking like, what the fuck are you even talking about? And how do I get into energetic alignment? And like, (laughs) where did this just go? (laughs) Okay, so the lead lead us, Guru Carly. (laughs) All right. The answer here is that it's different for everybody, right? Getting into alignment is totally personal to the person. It can be as simple as uh, taking a me- doing a meditation, which is something that we preach all the time, which is, I believe, the most profound way towards creating the life of your dreams, hands down. Or if it could be going for a walk without your phone, or it can be engaging with your favorite movement practice, whether that be a run or yoga or whatever, or it can be, you know, spending time outdoors, whatever works for you. This is about getting into alignment so that you can say yes to your life. Because think about it like this, like, you know, when you have something you want, And you're just kind of like not in the headspace to do it, but you feel like you shouldn't play, like we were talking about earlier, because it's too frivolous. And you feel like you shouldn't take the time for yourself. And you're like, I'm just going to get after it, even though I feel like I'm all over the place energetically, but like this is the right thing to do, right? Because I need to hustle and I need to get this done and I need to grind it out. And then you spend five hours working and you're not in your flow and the work you're producing sucks and you're not in alignment with it and you never get to really where you want to be and you're not really happy with what you produced. Then think about the times when you just are in it. Maybe you did an awesome meditation. Like maybe you just like woke up and it was a beautiful day and you walked your dog outside and you just like had the best freaking cup of coffee of your life and you're like, now I'm going to do some work and things just flow. They flow out of you. That's because when you're in the energetic state first and then you decide to do the work, that's when the universe responds. And we want to help you guys get to this place because holy hell, like Allie, how many times have we been there? Like where you go to do the work and every, it just sucks. It just totally sucks. So many times, so many times we've tried to force it and like the work still comes out, but I would say it's a pretty painful process. Like things that should take an hour take like two and a half, three hours. There's like a lot of back and forth. I mean, it's hard. It's really, you know, it's like it shouldn't be hard. You know, like it. you have the intelligence and the knowledge and the experience to be doing whatever you're pursuing. And so when you're in that misaligned state, like nothing, nothing is flowing. Exactly what you were saying. The opposite though, nothing is flowing. Mm -hmm. And so we think, and like a big part of this challenge is about getting to the place where you can see what you want, have encompass the feeling of what it's like to be in this space, almost as if you've already accomplished it. And then move from that feeling into your work so that you're already coming from this place of like, yep, this is mine. I got this. I can do this. And so on mm-hmm. and that note, um, are you are you manifesting anything in your life right now, Allie, that you would like to share? 
Yeah, I think right now the very present thing on my mind is the Live Your Journey retreat, my first yoga mm, retreat. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to just, you know, I'm I'm like practicing the flows I'm going to teach and I'm building out the playlists and I'm just kind of like going through the motions of how the experience will unfold, knowing that many of the things that I think are going to happen probably won't happen and they'll happen way differently. So I'm trying to just focus on it and like be really receptive to the women I'm going to meet and, you know, also not be so hard on myself if I like fuck up a teaching cue or like, you know, I miss a beat as the teacher and the leader. So I think I'm just, I'm trying to manifest a really beautiful, connected first yoga retreat experience. Um, yeah, I think that's that's like what's most present on my mind right now. What about you? That's beautiful. And I know it's going to be great. So just like keep seeing what you want it to be and just be in that energy and it will be a total like like a home run. Yeah, like you know me. I, I don't want my masculine side to like take over while I'm there and like everything has to follow the schedule to a T and like, you know, I don't want to like let that side of me overshadow the experience for anyone. And so I'm really trying to be like you and, you know, invite my feminine side to the party and like go with the flow and um, like not take it so seriously. You know, like these people are on vacation and they want to do some yoga on the side. Totally. And, um, you know, just try to enjoy it from that viewpoint and not like let my masculine side attack. <laughs> That's so true. And you're going to do awesome. Just remember, don't forget your meditation practice. But anyway, enough. I will promise I'll take a few breaths before the show starts every morning. I'll think okay, about you. Good. Um, okay. So what am I manifesting? Yeah. So I'm just working on launching my own website and I'm about to um, probably in the next two to three, three months, sign up for a pretty crazy training. And, um, you know, when I, I've really been trying to practice this in myself and think about what is the energy of what I want? Like, how do I want to feel every day? And what I keep coming back to is I just want to feel balanced and I want to feel like my work is making a difference. And so I'm just manifesting that I'm going to be able to you know, launch my own thing seamlessly. I mean, I know it's going to be, it's a lot of work already, but I just keep seeing like this balance, like this teeter totter. And I just want to stay like in the middle ground and have a really nice launch and just start putting my work out there in, um, just in a way that I feel really good about. And so that's kind of like where my focus is on right now and just trying to, yeah, just remember that I can do it and um, not to get too kind of like you, like too caught up in the logistics and all the stuff because that's kind of what kills the manifesting vibe. Like something that I hear a lot in the manifesting world is like, don't, think so much, don't worry so much about the how. So even like when you think about your retreat, like don't worry so much about the how and all of the steps. Focus instead on the feeling. Like how do you want to feel when you're there? Like how do I want to feel with when I launch my website? How do you want? And and then just trying to remember to come back to that place. So, and I, if, 
Yeah. Mm. And if this is resonating with anyone listening, like this challenge is for you. I mean, how do you want to feel every day? Where do you want your life to go? Like, can you take steps every single day through inspired action to get you closer to that feeling? You can, I promise. And we're going to help you do it. And we're going to help you do it in this challenge. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, I didn't even mean to do that. This is the yes to who I am challenge. I just said yes three times. So that's a sign, right? Definitely. Um, All right. So (laughs) ladies, these pillars that we covered today, embracing playtime, loving your body and the power of manifestation are what help Carly and I live our truth. Of course, there are many others too, but we these are the ones that we want to share with you and teach you and inspire you to practice in your own life. Um, and you know, I know that we talked a lot here today, but the reality is like we've just scratched the surface of these powerful concepts. And if you are feeling called and you're into this talk and you want to dive deeper, um, you know, with both of us and the entire TAD tribe, then come join us and sign up for the Yes to Who I Am Challenge. It's as simple as that. Remember, it starts this coming Monday and it's a three-day journey. And the goal is to deep dive into what it means to say yes to who you are by exploring these three concepts that we talked about today. And hopefully at the end of it, you feel closer to your truest you. And it's a completely free experience that includes daily activities. You're going to get an amazing workbook, a private podcast conversation between the two of us, and an amazingly beautiful manifestation meditation from Carly. And if you haven't had her meditations yet, the Women in the Truth and Dare Book Club can vouch for her. They are just really divine. And um, if you haven't had one yet or had to experience her yet, you're missing out. Um, Plus, you're going to get daily emails from us introducing the theme and reminding you to do the work and live your truth. So to learn more about the Yes to Who I Am Challenge and come join us and the entire tribe, click the link in today's show notes, head on over to our website, or check your email for the sign-up link. And if you still can't find us, send us a DM on Instagram and we will happily point you in the right direction. Um, Carl, am I missing anything else or have we covered it all today? We've covered it all and I am so excited to do this challenge. Please come do this with us. You have nothing to lose. All right, ladies, we'll see you inside the challenge. Bye. Bye.